Well, hello, this is Brother Joshua Rhodes with the Bible Preacher Podcast. I want to thank you for subscribing and listening and sharing it on your social media for others to listen to and get encouragement and help from the Lord as we preach through the Word of God. Amen. We're going to open our Bibles today to John chapter 4. And the entire chapter, you'll never read a bad verse in the Bible. Every verse is on point. Every verse is exactly what we needed to read and hear and can be applied today. Amen. And so tonight, today, I'd like to, to preach on, uh, with the title, The Satisfaction of the Savior. The Satisfaction of the Savior. Now let's read the first ten verses here, amen. The Bible reads in John chapter 4, verse 1, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. It was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the women, woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Listen here, verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Well, let's go ahead on to verse 13. I tell you, this is good. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself? and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. We'll go ahead and I'll tell you, we just read verse 14. It was good, amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word of God. Lord, we thank you for the satisfaction of the Savior of who you are. Lord, I thank you for saving me. And I do pray if there's one listening that is not saved, that's not been born again, Lord, I pray they would learn and hear how the satisfaction of who you are Lord, uh, Lord, would fill that void in their soul that only you can fill in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's many things that uh, I like food. I like to eat. And there's many foods I've eaten that I've enjoyed. There have been some food that I've eaten that have not satisfied uh, my, my, my palate of, uh, of taste bud varieties. Um, growing up, there was a lot of mashed potatoes and meatloaf. And I married my wife, and she's from the country of Trinidad. And so the seasonings of my taste buds expanded greatly. And then we were missionaries in South America. And uh, along our journey there, I... At youth camp, found out I ate curried rat for breakfast, 
And then at a men's Bible study, a couple months previous, they said we were having mutton. I was excited to have lamb. And after that men's Bible study, I learned that I had sheep brain soup. So my the satisfaction, uh, you know, changes from different foods. But I'm here to tell you, uh, there's no greater satisfaction than that of our Savior. And here in this chapter, it's amazing. And uh, what, a, what an encouraging fact that the Bible's timeless. Whether uh, right when it was written or even now, 2,000 years later or more, it's just as relevant and lively and, uh, boy, neat pointed, I like a two-edged sword, I like a hammer breaking up the rocks of our hard, uh, hard, hardened soul. Boy, I tell you, the Word of God's good. You can't, you can't overdose on that Bible, amen? And so as we look in our King James Bible here today, we look, first of all, at the satisfaction of the Savior regarding, regarding direction. Our first point, direction. Uh, we see in verses 1 through 3, the Pharisees are professing righteousness, but actually possessing rottenness. Amen. And, uh, and then in verse 4, with that direction, he, he must needs go through Samaria. I like that, must needs. That means it is necessary. It is unavoidably determined by prior circumstances. There is need. There is a need, amen. And he didn't just... He didn't just need to go to Samaria. He must needs go through Samaria. Uh, he needed to go throughout. Uh, you know, it's, it's a preposition of location. Uh, he, he wants to get there where there's no disputing. He's been there. Friends, I like it when the Lord gets involved. He's all in. He doesn't dabble. He doesn't try to stay by the coast. He doesn't try to stay in a safe zone or comfort zone of you know, I, I like to go further for Jesus, but then I, I can't take my bass boat out. I can't go deer hunting. I can't go to Myrtle Beach or go to Dollywood as often. I, hey, Jesus said, hey, now, you need a clear spot. You need to go through. I must need to go through Samaria. Hey, the that's a preposition of location to go through. Hey, friends, we need to go through some places to be introducing some people to the Lord. We see the purpose of the Lord. He had a decision. Jesus led his disciples. Jesus led to where the group traveled here, Samaria. Well, why? Well, why? Why? Why this purpose? Oh, we're going to find out. We see the decision he led them through there. The direction he headed to Samaria. That's a mountainous area. That they're climbing uphill, friend. Hey, that's not easy. But then we see the depth to go through, not to the border of. Not for a potty break at a rest stop on I-95, amen. He wanted to go through. He, he's all in. There would be no doubt that Jesus and his disciples were in, were in Samaria. We see in verse 6 here with the direction, it was about the sixth hour. That's about noon at the heat of the day. And, and, and being so hot overseas, I've been to, I haven't been to Israel, but I've been to Iraq and uh, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, it gets hot. It gets real, I mean, 130 degrees Fahrenheit plus gets very hot. You get very thirsty. And uh, this, this Jacob as well, it, it, I looked it up. They said it's 135 feet deep in our day. Can you imagine? You so thirsty. I, mean, I know this is the Lord, but uh, humans would come to this well and pull water out. 135 
foot deep well, pouring up gallons of water. That's eight pounds of, for a gallon of water. And it says in verse 6, Now Jacob's well was there, Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey, being wearied uh, to toil, to labor, to be, to be exhausted, to be tired through overuse or great strain or stress. We see the humanity of the Lord. The Lord here, hey friends, he knows what it's like, that that, hum, that human part. He was 100% man and 100% God at the same time. Why? He's the God-man, Jesus Christ. And here in this passage, he, he got tired. Hey friend, he, he got tired, but he didn't quit. He was tired sitting at, out in the sun at this well. But that didn't mean he's too tired to, to share the gospel. He wasn't too tired to talk to somebody about him being the way, the truth, and the life. Hey, friends, our, our energy goes up and down. I mean, our health goes up and down. But may we never allow any of that to stop us from, from being a witness for Christ. Hey, his direction was bringing people to himself. May our direction in life also be resulting in people coming to Jesus. We see here in the direction, but also we see in verse 9 the difference. Verse 9, the Bible says, Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Hey, we see the difference in conversation. She heard how he talked to her, and it was a, it was in a tone and a conversation that allowed her to, hey, he, he wants to talk to me? This man, this male Jew, wants to talk to this female Samaritan? Hey, the, the, the Samaritans uh, were Jews that had married people outside of their nationality, and and uh, boy, the, the Jews said, "You're not a pure race. You're not a. You're, you're mixed. You're 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 substandard, friend. That's a horrible way of thinking." But here's Jesus. Hey, realizing this that we realize, hey, this is a soul for whom Christ died. The language, the difference in conversation with the language, the living, uh, the, the the location. The Jews have no dealings. With Samaritans, that I mean, that word dealings means to keep company, to be associated with. The Jews wanted no part of anybody ever able to say, "Weren't you with the Samaritan?" Hey, friends, Jesus was accused and uh, told he, he ate he ate with publicans and sinners. Hey, friends, he you know he didn't leave them as they were. You know, people say, "Well, I need to be a drunk to witness to drunks." That, that's craziness. That's insanity. That's not of God. But Jesus, hey, the difference in conversation. Hey, I, what, what has been the difference in our conversation with others over the last six months? What, has, what difference has our conversation made in people we've met? Have we been more apt to discuss politics than the power of God unto salvation? Have we been able to uh, have conversation more about the revolts and wickedness and their righteousness, and being on the winning side, amen? Hey, we need to remember, we need to make a difference. 
just like Jesus did. The direction, the difference, but verse 10, the declaration. Jesus answered said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The declaration, if thou knewest the gift of God. Hey, the Lord did not answer the woman's questions directly. Rather, he directed her attention to Almighty God. There were two things that are pretty marvelous about this declaration. Number one, Jesus asked her for a drink. The, the, the living water uh, asked this Samaritan for a drink of water. Uh, that's a marvelous thing. Can you imagine the creator of the water itself asking the creation to give him a cup of water uh, or a pail or a bucket of water? Second marvel, he, he claimed and did have the living water. He didn't just have it, friend. He's willing to give it, the living water, to her. Hey, friends, in times like these, there's many companies designing vaccines for COVID-19, and there's many research uh, medical companies that are trying to find cures for different cancers and different diseases and cystic fibrosis and many other terrible diseases that plague uh, family of mine and, and uh, friends of yours. And friends, if we had those cures, if we had access to that, Friends, we would be negligible. We'd be It'd be criminal to not share the cure for cancer, to not share the cure for cystic fibrosis. Friend, Jesus Christ is salvation in the flesh. And society may not have wanted to talk to the Samaritan lady, but the Savior wants to talk to the Samaritan lady. Hey, may we, may we start seeing people as souls, and not as the location they've come from. Uh, we, we, we cause many divisions by making sure we tell people that person is different than me. Hey, they are that, that, let me tell you, friend, every person with a heartbeat is a person for whom is a soul for whom Christ died. Hey, he, not, he claimed to have that living water. He willingly was wanting to give that to her. Hey, we, as we turn over our Bibles to Acts chapter 8, amen. Acts chapter 8, verse 20. The Bible reads, But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Hey, he was offering the, the gift of God to this, to this lady. Romans 6, 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Ephesians 2, 8, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast, verse 9. Hey, Jesus told her all she needed to know to obtain salvation. He told her all that was needed to obtain salvation, what it was, the water of life. Well, who controlled it? He did. How to get to it? Ask of him and receive it as the gift of God. Hey, friends, we need to be doing that. Who have we asked today? Who have we asked this week? Who have we shared and, and compelled and, and pleaded with this year already of, hey, please accept Jesus. He is the water where you'll never thirst again. Oh, friends, may we do so. May we be consumed in sharing that precious gospel. In verse 15 and 16, 
The Bible says, The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water, that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband, and come hither. The Lord does not give the gift of eternal life without first dealing with the question of sin. Hey, as soon as the woman revealed her receptiveness to the gift of living water, the Lord put a finger on what was causing her quenchless thirst, sin. This woman was running through a lot of men. Hey, every person who has a heartbeat, they got sin running through their lives. Well, who needs a savior? Those that need saving. Saving from what? Sin. Hey, Jesus is the only one. And until a person confesses their sin to Christ, hey, they can't be saved. They must confess. Hey, he's trying to, trying to say, hey, there's a problem here. How What good's a cure if you don't realize there's a problem? How can you be saved until you know you're lost? We see here uh, the, the direction, the difference, the declaration. But then we see here uh, in the verse 17 and 18, the dissatisfaction. Verse 17, the Bible says, The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not the husband, and that saidst thou truly. Sin does not satisfy. Hey, he said, Thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. What was the Lord trying to do? He wanted only to expose the sore, not poke and pry into all details of her life. Hey, 1 Peter 4, 8, love covers a multitude of sins. Hey, he, he's trying to have her acknowledge, I am a sinner. Well, what happens when some people are confronted with their sin? We see in verse 19 and 20, the diversion attempted. Verse 19, the woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Oh, you know, the Samaritans, they's real religious. I mean, they, they, they's real religious. They had some uh, things they believed. And um, this area of Samaria, it was associated with Abraham, according to Genesis 12. And Samaria was the site of one of the cities of refuge, according to Joshua 20. And this area was associated with Abraham in Genesis 12, Jacob in Genesis 33, Joseph in Genesis 37. It was here in Joshua 24 that Joshua gave his last address to the tribes of Israel, according to Joshua 24. But the Samaritans, because of all the activity in times past, this diversion attempted, well, why would she try to divert attention? Well, they had some, the Samaritans had highly speculative claims. They claimed that the Garden of Eden was crowned Mount Gerizim, one of the mountains in that region. The Samaritans believed that it was the dust of Gerizim that, that Adam was formed from. They believed that the ark with Noah came to rest on Mount Gerizim. That it was here that Noah offered the first sacrifice after the flood that Abraham offered up Isaac and here in Samaria met with Melchizedek. That Samaria was the true place where Jacob saw his vision of the ladder reaching from earth to heaven. Oh, they 
they definitely had some real interesting things they believed, but you know, that don't make it right. They were sincere, but they were sincerely wrong. Hey, many times when we try to share the truth of the Lord Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life, the, the only way to heaven, People start talking about my grandma's a good preacher and my, my papa was a deacon. I'm a member of four churches and I, I give to the NRA and I'm a I'm a going to heaven. Friend, those 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 are diversions. We need to get back to who it is we're trying to talk about. And that's Jesus being the only satisfaction that can fill that void. In verses 26 through verse 42, we see the distinction. And I close with this. He says, I that speak unto thee am he. Look at the clarity on that. I am he. Jesus did not speak vague. He didn't beat around the bush. He, he didn't speak in allegorical, uh, confusing uh, typology. No, he's, he's point blank said, I am he. And you see the conviction that took place in verse 28 and 29. The Bible says the woman then left her water pot. Who left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come, see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Hey, the conviction there. She realized this person's real. This person is who he says to be. That she left her water pot. Well, we could preach a whole nother message on leaving your water pots, friend. She went, well, what's it when somebody wrote, uh, I went for a drink of water and came back with the well? Hey, man. Hey, the clarity. He said, I am he. And the conviction of verse 20 and 29, she goes, hey, I believe here that Christ, she is saved. It's amazing when a person gets saved biblically. And they they get they real they really got born again. There's a God given desire for them to share want to share who just saved their soul from a devil's hell and share him with everybody they meet. They want to go tell somebody. You don't have to tell them. You don't have to schedule it. You don't have to fill out a form for your Bible college. I Christian service report. I I had to go tell people about Jesus for two hours. I, I'm going to X that box off. I did it. Oh, no, friend. The conviction, this woman went and told the, the city. And then verse 39, verse 42, the Bible says, we see the completion here. Verse 39, the Bible says, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the who? Of the woman, which testified, he told me all that ever I did. Oh, she did a lot. All that ever I did. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them. And he abode there two days. Hey, how come when you say, I've been saved a long time, but I don't want to spend time in church. I, I've been saved a long time, but I don't feel the need to read my Bible. I, I've known the Lord all my life, but I, I just don't want to tell nobody about Jesus. Friend, these Samaritans met Jesus, were born again. They besought him that he would tarry with them. They want to spend more time with him, and he did. He spent there two more days. Verse 41, and many more believed because of his own word. 
and said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, that's the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior of the elect. No, friend, the Savior of the, specifically, the uh, of, of, of some are going to heaven and some are going to hell because there's no way they have no choice about it. No, friend, the Bible says this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. That's completion. Why? Because of his own word. For we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Hey, friend, if, the, if, the, if then the world, that includes the Samaritans, that includes you, that in, <laughs> friend, let me tell you, that includes me. The satisfaction of the Savior is best when it is possessed. Hey, friend, let's follow her example. Let's leave our water pots. Let's not profess. No, no. We don't need professions. There's been plenty of them rubber stamped on pieces of paper. We need possessions. And his name's Jesus, friend. There's no greater satisfaction than our Savior, Jesus Christ. Friend, maybe you're looking for something in all the wrong places. You don't need to look for a thing. You don't need to look for a place. But you need to look and live and look to Jesus Christ. Friend, you call on to him. And he'll come in and save your soul. Hey, this woman was told all that she ever did. She was born again. She chose to accept Christ as her Savior. Amen. She had a desire to tell others that change that took place. Hey, that distinction. I that speak unto thee am he. Friend, today is the day of salvation. There's no greater satisfaction than that of Jesus Christ. I want to thank you again for listening to another message on the Bible Preacher Podcast. Oh, it's a joy of serving Jesus. Keep us in prayer as we pray for you. Have a blessed day.